Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of posterior cruciate ligament injury, or PCL injury, found under the MSK section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 22-year-old man presents to the emergency department after being involved in a motor vehicle accident. The patient is conscious but reports knee pain. He was wearing a seatbelt, denies any head trauma, but says that his knees collided with the dashboard. Physical exam is significant for increased laxity of the proximal tibia with the posterior force. A magnetic resonance imaging of the knee is consistent with a posterior cruciate ligament tear. Let's continue with an introduction to posterior cruciate ligament injury. Clinically, this is defined as an injury of the posterior cruciate ligament, or PCL. Risk factors include high-energy trauma, such as a motor vehicle accident, and sporting activities. In terms of the etiology, this is typically due to trauma that posteriorly translates the proximal tibia. In terms of the normal anatomy, Remember that this is the largest intraarticular ligament in the knee. Also remember that this originates from the lateral portion of the medial femoral condyle and inserts at the fovea centralis, also known as the PCL facet. In terms of the pathology, there is a posteriorly directed shear force when the knee is flexed. A dashboard injury, which is due to high-energy trauma, is when the proximal tibia collides with the dashboard of a car in a motor vehicle accident and in sporting injuries or low-energy trauma, the player may fall on their knee while it is flexed and the foot is plantar flexed, or there may be direct trauma to the anterior knee. In terms of the associated conditions, remember that high-energy trauma can result in PCL injury as well as injury to the posterolateral corner, the anterior cruciate ligament, and the medial collateral ligament. With regards to prognosis, Remember that there is an insufficient amount of evidence to determine the true prognosis. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include posterior knee pain, but remember that athletes may continue playing sports and not seek medical care. On exam, one can perform the posterior drawer test. This is when the proximal tibia is pushed posteriorly to assess for PCL laxity while the knee is flexed at 90 degrees, and posterior translation is considered a positive test. One may also note mild to moderate effusions, a slight limp or antalgic gait, and patients may have impaired terminal knee flexion. In terms of further imaging, radiography is indicated as the initial test to assess for fractures. Magnetic resonance imaging is typically performed in all patients that are presenting with acute PCL injuries. Remember that this is highly sensitive and accurate for acute PCL injury. When making the diagnosis, Remember that a presumptive diagnosis can be made based on clinical presentation. MRI can definitively diagnose acute or subacute PCL injuries. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about anterior cruciate ligament injury. Differentiating factors include that patients typically hear a pop after the injury and there is typically significant edema and joint effusion. Patients may also have a positive anterior drawer test. In terms of treatment, Conservative options include rest, ice, compression, and elevation therapy. This is indicated as the standard management of patients with an isolated PCL injury. Remember that in addition to rice therapy, patients should also receive NSAIDs or acetaminophen for pain management, and they should be immobilized in extension 
such as with the hinged knee brace. Operative options include reconstructive surgery. This is typically reserved for acute and multiligamentous knee injuries. And lastly, complications related to PCL injury include that this may result in osteoarthritis. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to posterior cruciate ligament injury, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 16-year-old boy is brought to the emergency department by ambulance from a soccer game. During the game, he was about to kick the ball when another player collided with his leg from the front. He was unable to stand up after this collision and reported severe knee pain. On presentation, he was found to have a mild knee effusion. Physical exam demonstrated that his knee could be pushed posteriorly at 90 degrees of flexion, but it could not be pulled anteriorly in the same position. The anatomic structure that was most likely injured in this patient has which of the following characteristics? And the answer choices are, choice one, runs anteriorly from the lateral femoral condyle. Choice two, runs anteriorly from the medial femoral condyle. Choice three, runs medially from the lateral femoral condyle. Choice four, runs posteriorly from the lateral femoral condyle. Or choice five, runs posteriorly from the medial femoral condyle. The best answer to this question is, choice five, runs posteriorly from the medial femoral condyle. This patient who experienced knee pain and diffusion after being hit from the anterior leg most likely has a posterior cruciate ligament injury. This structure runs posteriorly from the medial femoral condyle. The PCL originates from the lateral portion of the medial femoral condyle and inserts at the fovea centralis of the posterior tibia. It normally functions to prevent posterior translocation of the tibia with respect to the femur. However, it can be injured when the tibia is traumatically displaced further than the PCL is able to be stretched. This often occurs either during a car accident when the proximal tibia collides with the dashboard, or during sports when a player suffers direct trauma to the anterior leg. Patients will present with an effusion and a positive posterior jaw test. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice one, runs anteriorly from the lateral femoral condyle is consistent with the anterior cruciate ligament. However, this ligament prevents anterior translation of the tibia rather than posterior translation. Choice two, runs anteriorly from the medial femoral condyle is incorrect because the posterior cruciate ligament runs posteriorly from its origin on the medial femoral condyle. Choice three, runs medially from the lateral femoral condyle is incorrect because this is not the correct origin point for the posterior cruciate ligament. Choice four, runs posteriorly from the lateral femoral condyle is incorrect because this is the origin point for the anterior cruciate ligament rather than the posterior cruciate ligament. Finally, a bullet summary. The posterior cruciate ligament runs from the medial femoral condyle to the posterior tibia. That's all for this review about posterior cruciate ligament injury. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on medbullets.com. 
You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.